Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. It's time. Time for Silver and Black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field and bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get, get it, it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. It will have been 30 years since the passing of the infamous and great uh, John Matuzak. Of course, Raiders won two Super Bowls with the Raiders in 77 and 81 and uh, a larger-than-life figure, and we're going to talk about him for the remainder of this hour. Just a fascinating story, and we are joined now uh, by someone who knows him very well because Steve Delson, of course, co-author of more than a half-dozen books, including Jim Brown's biography, Out of Bounds, a book on the Bears, and one that I love because, because Steve and I are both originally from Chicago, Talking Irish, the Oral History of the Notre Dame Football. That's a good one for me as well. But Steve is a Peabody Award winner of ESPN for Outside the Lines on the Concussion Crisis. Go watch it. You can find it up online. He's now the president of Delson Strategies uh, and an Emmy Award nominee for his series on the Penn State football crisis as well. You can check him out at Delson. That's D-E-L-S-O-H-N dot com. But the reason we're talking to him is because he co-authored 
Cruising with the Twos, 1985 John Matuzak's autobiography. And we go now to Los Angeles and welcome Steve in. How are you doing this morning, Steve? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing, hey, Steve. doing fantastic. Uh, just a fascinating subject uh, to talk about, of course, uh, John Matuzak and, uh, and, and his life and times. And, and you have a lot of stories, which were some in the book, some not in the book, of course. Uh, but before we explore that and explore him as a person, as a player, including his childhood and his career, how did you come to be the co-author of his autobiography? Uh, there was a guy named Joe Weeder who had founded a magazine called Muscle and Fitness. Yeah, and it was kind of like, it was kind of legendary among people that worked out. Um, he was the person who discovered Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think, mostly. And Joe had a magazine, like I said, Muscle and Fitness. He wanted to, he was starting a new magazine. I helped him start a new magazine. He wanted to kind of uh, combine weightlifting with mainstream sports. Uh, and the magazine was called Sports Fitness back then. It later morphed into Men's Fitness, which is more of a fitnessy magazine. But back then it was pretty hardcore sports slash weightlifting. And we did a cover piece on the Tuesday, and I was the writer. And we got to know each other a little bit, and he mentioned that he was thinking of doing a book. And that led to me becoming his co-author. Oh, nice. Yeah, fascinating. I mean, that, and that's you know, so many things like that, I think. Uh, I mean, obviously, you're a talented journalist and writer, Steve, so it wouldn't be surprising to have uh, someone uh, come to you and help them write a book. Uh, with Matuzak, I, I want to explore, because you spent a lot of time with him, um, you look at his childhood uh, and, and, and how that may have led to the man he became, including the kind of outrageous stuff. But he was a tall beanpole kind of kid, bulked up, played football. Um, his, his upbringing uh, in, in Wisconsin, suburban Milwaukee, of course, um, he lost two brothers uh, to cystic fibrosis at an early age uh, living in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. When you, I'm sure you didn't dwell on that a lot with him, but when you talked to him about that, how much did that early life of his contribute to the man he would become and the two's persona that we know today? Oh, I think a lot. You know, I think anybody's childhood is formative. And his father was a former Marine, uh, not real talkative with John, you know, kind of a taciturn guy. Um, John felt that the only time he talked to him for the most part was if he had screwed something up. Um, You know, there wasn't a lot of verbal affection. He was close with his mother. She was kind of his best friend, his anchor, I think, growing up. Um, But as you mentioned, he lost two little brothers to cystic fibrosis, which was devastating for the entire family. I think there's, you know, it's hard to figure out the human mind, but for anybody, and Matuzak was a complicated person, but I wouldn't be shocked if he felt some survivor's guilt. You know, I lost my little brothers. Why am I here? Uh, I think he was damaged by that, as was his entire family. Um, You know, I was looking at the book again over the weekend, and I was struck by how tall and skinny he was uh, in high school. And, you know, he hadn't really filled out yet. He looked kind of gangly and awkward. And I think there were kids that made fun of him. 
uh, you know, bullying is part of probably most kids' lives, but that doesn't make it any less, you know, painful at the time. Oh, sure. Um, and then, he, you know, he started to fill out. He became a football star in high school. He's also a star in basketball in the shot put. A lot of people don't realize, I think, that he was that good an athlete across the board. Um, but that started to become his identity. Um, you know, he was the star athlete. He was already tall. He started to get muscular. And he was bigger than everybody else. Um, and I think from a fairly... I wouldn't, you know, the, the, the legend of the twos kind of got cemented when he was in the NFL. But I think even from high school, college on, um, he started to become this larger-than-life figure to a lot of people. Yeah, and I think he tried. I think he tried to live up to that, you know, also, which was part of the problem. Sure. Again, we're talking to Steve Delson, who was the co-author of uh, the book "Cruising with the Twos: The Autobiography of John Matuzak, who passed away thirty years ago next week. Uh, partly due to uh, an overdose of prescription medications. And you talked about his childhood. Uh, just one thing, I mean, to, to show you, because one thing you hear about uh, John Matuzak, before we jump into the football piece, is that, you know, deep down under that exterior, he really, number one, cared about kids. And, and you can understand that losing two young brothers. But when he was 12 or 13, his two-year-old, his, his two-year-old brother dies, and he took it upon himself to buy shoes for his baby brother to be buried in because he heard his mother crying that her son's feet had gotten swollen when he died. Uh, and, and those types of things, you know, stick with a, a guy. And, and you, you, you try, especially if you look at the 70s and 80s, you know, today men are told to, to share feelings and all that. Back then, that wasn't necessarily the case. So Matuzak, coming out of that childhood, then goes off to the University of Missouri because he's now a football star in high school. He gets in trouble off the field, Steve. Uh, then he transfers to the University of Tampa, becomes the first pick in the NFL draft, the 73 draft. Uh, but he kind of bounces around. He's, he, it's, it's not, I don't think, an exaggeration to say he was a bust, considered where he was drafted. So Al Davis signs him in Oakland. Uh, was that just the match made in heaven that allowed him to, to kind of live out that persona and, and to become that larger-than-life figure? Yeah, but let's back up for a second because there's a couple interesting things. You know, he, he went to the Houston Oilers. He was the first pick in the entire draft, as you said, and they were just a train wreck. Uh, they were a horrible team. They had uh, a lot of dissension internally. Uh, Sid Gilman was this old-school NFL guy who became the coach after John got there, and he didn't care for Matuzak at all. There was a strike going on. The NFLPA was on strike, and Sports Illustrated at a certain point took a photograph of Matuzak holding up a sign that said something like, I've got the words, but it would refer to the strike, and he had like a fist up in the air. And so he was suddenly perceived as kind of this radical guy, which he was radical in certain ways, but he wasn't really radical politically. Right. Um, you know, you know, again, middle-class kid from Milwaukee, son of a, a Marine. Um, so he jumped from the Houston Oilers to the World Football League, which was this fledgling league. And I think he played like literally seven plays. And then there were a bunch of cops on the sidelines uh, <laughs> that served him with a subpoena that had been sent there by the Houston Oilers. Um, and then he went over to Kansas City, where he almost died uh, one night of an overdose um, he was taking downers and drinking. 
uh, Paul Wiggins, the head coach of the Chiefs, rode with him in the ambulance and reportedly was pounding on Matuzak's chest at one point because it looked like Matuzak had stopped breathing. Um, by the time he got to the – and then they traded him to the Redskins, he lasted, I think, a month. Um, by the time he got to the Raiders, he was on his way out of the league. And he wasn't just a boss. He would have gone down in history as probably one of the all-time you know, busts in NFL history. From first-round draft pick to three or four years into his career, he's on his way out of the league, probably going to play in the Canadian Football League. And then uh, Al Davis, who owned the Raiders at the time, uh, signed Matuzak. After first doing a little bit of due diligence, I think he talked to Ted Hendricks, the legendary linebacker for the Raiders, and asked him about Matuzak. And I think Hendricks looked around, you know, at the locker room, which had a lot of characters in it, and said something like, "You know, what's one more?" <laughs> well, and and Steve, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go to a break here in a few minutes, but you mentioned the story about the Chiefs. That same night, uh, he his wife tried to run him over with a car, if I recall. Uh, and then he, he fled to a cemetery, hid behind a gravestone, and then he made up with his wife or girlfriend or whatever it was at the time, and then he, he got into trouble, and you're, and you're right. Uh, his coach in Kansas City uh, basically got him to the hospital and saved his life. Uh, we're going to pick it up after the break with some more stories. We're talking to Steve Delson, uh, author of Cruising with the Twos, the autobiography of John Matuzak. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Silver and Black today here on CBS Sports Radio 1140. Business with personality. That's the idea that launched London's business newspaper, City AM, 15 years ago. And it's the same idea that inspired our new daily podcast, The City View, where you'll find me, City AM editor Christian May, interviewing the most well-known, influential and colourful figures from business, politics and finance. The City View from City AM with a new episode every morning. It's the perfect start to your working day. And let's go, Raider Nation. It's me, Evan Grote, host of Just Pod Baby. Join me as I bring you the latest news on your Las Vegas Raiders. On Just Pod Baby, I will give you my thoughts on all things silver and black. And of course, you can expect to receive the best information from top-notch guests. Be sure to listen to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast, part of the Silver and Black Today Media Group. The only way to take Silver and Black today with you is with the Radio.com app. Download it today and search CBS Sports Radio 1140 in Las Vegas and listen to us anytime, anywhere. Welcome welcome back to Silver and Black Today. We're speaking with Steve Delson, who wrote the book Cruising with the Twos, the autobiography of John Matuzak. And we're talking about the fascinating character that was John Matuzak on almost the 30th anniversary of his untimely passing. Now, Steve, when we look at John Matuzak, the football player, of course he had those great years in Oakland, 77, 81, two Super Bowl rings, um, but he never quite could sustain it. Was was that directly due to that off-the-field trouble, the, the abuse of alcohol, of drugs, um, and did he leave a lot on the table that he that he could have really turned himself into one of the better players of the game? Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. 
But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Yeah, I mean, I think there were a lot of things. He had some legitimate, serious injuries. Um, which can happen to anyone and did happen to pretty much anyone, you know, played in the NFL. Um, but definitely his behavior off the field, you know, staying up all night, you know, showing up at practice, probably was still alcohol in his blood. That probably happened all the time. Um, there's no way, you know, that that couldn't have had an effect on his performance, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, there were a lot of guys on the Raiders, and that doesn't justify John's behavior, but it was absolutely part of the culture on that particular team. Um, you know, at that particular time, you had Kenny Stabler, whose famous line was, you know, used to read the playbook by the light of the jukebox, I think. <laughs> yep. Uh, he probably said it more artfully, but... You know, all those guys, Phil Villapiano, Hendricks, you know, it was a really hard-drinking team. Um, and in some ways, it was a good place from Tuzak um, because Al Davis and John Madden allowed the players to be individuals. They weren't on up on having a million rules. Um, but it was also a hard-partying team. And, uh, you know, that probably contributed to Matuzak's drinking, although i got to say, at that point in his life, um, you know, it probably wouldn't have mattered what team he was on. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was he was a wild guy. He had a self-destructive streak, um, clearly. And I think, you know, like I said earlier, as his legend grew, um, you know, he wanted to be the biggest and the baddest. Um, I went out drinking with him one time. I wasn't drinking. I thought we were working, actually. We were working <laughs> on uh, but I saw a side of him that kind of shocked me a little bit at the time. Because um, when I was working with him, he seemed like his head was in a good place. And we spent a fair amount of time. You know, you get together a couple times a week, typically, with somebody when you're writing a book. And you turn on your tape recorder and do the interviews. And I only saw him party once over that entire period of time. I don't know what he was doing when I wasn't with him, but when I was around him, he seemed like he was healthy, seemed to be in a pretty good place emotionally. Uh, but we went to this legendary bar in Hollywood, uh, Imperial Gardens. They have sushi and sake. I had my tape recorder. I realized a few minutes in, we probably weren't going to get any work done. Um and he ordered sake, and you know most people would order you know one drink at a time. Uh, <laughs> and he he ordered sixteen little cups of sake. Oh my gosh, sixteen! Now they were little, they were little cups, but there were sixteen little cups. 
And I don't think I had any of it. Um, and he drank it all. And I forgot how long it took, but I think it didn't take that long. And suddenly, I, I, you know, I don't remember exactly how this started, but there was a man and his wife were kind of arguing at the bar. And it was not a loud argument, uh, but they were arguing. And Matuzak stood up and started lecturing the guy. Who didn't like it, obviously, but, you know, he was Matuzak. Um, <laughs> and then I don't remember if I went to the bathroom or what happened, but I took my eyes off Matuzak for a minute. And the next thing I knew, he was kind of standing up in the one of the open spaces, like between the bar and where the restaurant tables were. And he was doing karate moves <laughs> and these, you know first of all you realize when a guy that big is doing karate like how much ground he covers um and but it was scary you know and he knew he knew some karate and he was you know he was split basically and what struck me at that moment that night was you've ever seen people who just at a certain point when they're drinking, they almost become a, another person entirely. It's almost like a switch goes yeah. on yep. and you just don't recognize that person anymore. That's what happened with Matuzak that night. Um, yeah. And, and, and that, that seems to be a common theme. Now we have a, a couple minutes left, Steve, uh, and I know we could probably go on for two hours talking about the time you spent with him because uh, such a colorful guy, but the end of John Matuzak, of course, we all know what happened um, with with the with the the drug induced um, heart attack and overdose and all of that. Was there a different? Was this going to be the ending? I mean, John tried to stay clean. The longest he could go was eighty nine days. Was this was this something that was going to happen? Probably no matter what. Um, he it, it, it's surprising, honestly that he lived as long as he did because he was so wild. Um, He didn't do well with leaving football, even though he had a good career in Hollywood. That was part of the tragedy of it. You know, he did have something going on in his life, Uh, but he just, he just struggled so much with self-control. I don't know if, you know, the other thing, too, is we weren't talking about CTE back in those days. Right, exactly. And I have, and I have no clue, you know, the condition of his brain, but he played a lot of football for a lot of years. He probably had some brain damage to some degree. I think every single ex-football player does. They may not have CTE, but they probably have some long-term brain damage. Right, and, and Steve, um, we're, we're coming up on a, on a hard out here. but and, and, of course, you won your Peabody Award for... Um, part of a series in, on uh, outside the lines about the concussion crisis, and 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 of course we won't we'll never know with John Matuzak because he's gone, and this is before players uh, knew what was going on and could donate their brains for study as well. So, uh, Steve, we appreciate you being on. Make sure you visit Delson D E L S O H N dot com where you can hear more about um, what Steve is doing now. It does great work consulting. Steve, thanks for joining us and uh, getting everybody up to speed on what it was like to be around John Matuzak.